Okay, welcome everyone. We're going to continue the Shirem and the Chavis of Havis now in Shah Bitochen. We're in the middle of the Psycho, the introduction of Shah Bitochen. And we're holding by the paragraph of my edition with the Pirish of the Leib Tov. It starts with the words, Ve'im Yivdach Bereiv Oshrei. Okay, so let's continue reading now. Ve'im Yivdach Bereiv Oshrei, if a person is going to be Beitech, to, be to trust, to rely on his wealth, his vast wealth, his resources, to be successful, to get ahead in life. Yusam Imanu, it will be taken away from him. The Yishoyal is lost and it will be left over, remain for someone else. Like the Pasuk says, a multi-person goes to sleep, he doesn't actually get a chance to gather, to collect the money. His eyes open up, and it's no longer there. Another Pasuk, do not toil to become wealthy. Desist from using your power of understanding towards this pursuit to become wealthy. Why? person uh, removes his eyes from it, from the money. It's no longer there. So it's futile. It's futile. And obviously it's all going on a person. The Chavaz of is considering all this second to be going on a person that is uh, wealthy and being beteach in his wealth, not being beteach in Hashem. It's a different story. Okay, the Omar says in, in Yermio, Perik Yudzain, Pasukidav, Bachati Yom of Yazvenu. Within half of his days, it will leave him. Uvacharisa Yenovo. And uh, towards towards the end of his life, he'll be considered a lowly person. So, this is one negative consequence that results from a person having Bitachan in his money, in his wealth. Now, the the thing is like this: that if you look at the terminologies that the the Chavos of Avos is is employing over here, it's very clear that they have a connotation of a guarantee. He says, "If he will be beteach and his vast wealth, it will be taken away from him." That's not a maybe; it will be taken away from him. That means it will be taken away from him. What about this that we see in reality? There are many people that are wealthy and cannot have bitachon in Hashem. They have bitachon in their money, and they end up enjoying it for a long, healthy life. So we touched on this in other other uh, other shiurim. That it, the point is like this: there are many chesbonim many calculations of heaven, things that uh, we are, we are not aware of, but uh, they exist. You know. Several of them, you know, we could just put out on the table right now. That the chesbains of Gugul and what a person did in his previous life that he merits this continued success despite his lack of bitachon, and specifically his bitachon in his money. Um, there could be merits accrued to him from his forefathers, from his grandfather, great grandfather, that's giving him this extra special heavenly assistance, the siyata de shmaya, that the money continues to remain by him and he continues to enjoy it despite that he shouldn't be getting it. It could be that he's an exceedingly wicked person and the Baruch wants to pay him back in this world and in the next world he's going to get what he deserves. There are many different reasons and it's not uh, our goal right now to start delineating all of them. But the, the point is clear that in terms of a direct cause and effect if someone is going to be betech in his money he will lose it. He will lose it. The Chayv is going to describe other negative consequences that can result from this but this is one of the negative consequences that will for sure happen. It's not our uh, job to be busy with Chashbain and Shemayim. We don't know them anyways. Um, what we do have to know is that the, the good business strategy in terms of direct cause and effect is 
if you want to avoid losing your money, you better make sure that you don't have bitachon in it, and your resources rather have bitachon in Hashem. Okay, now the Chavis Halvavis continues, Oi semona mimenu Or, perhaps the money will remain by him. He'll have it in his bank account. He'll actually have the money by him. But he will be withheld from actually benefiting in it. Like the Chacham says in the three Frank Gishoyim Amalek and Kehelis, Barakvav Pasik Beis, Vilayashi Penu, Ho'elikim Le'echumimeno. Akadosh Baruch will not allow this person to have control, power over the, you know, to, to eat from it, to benefit from the money. So, what will the money be doing by him? It will be by him for a safekeeping. That he watches it from misfortune, from anything bad happening to it. Until he returns, to the person that's actually fitting for it, that's supposed to go to. So HaKadosh Baruch is just using this person as a safe account, as a safe vault. He puts it into savings, he puts it into investing, he puts it into bonds, whatever it is. And then when the time comes, the money gets transferred. And it goes away from this person. He loses the money, however it happens. And it goes to someone else who it's really supposed to go to. This person was just a, a, an appointee. He was just uh, being played puppet, so to speak, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to watch the money for the time being and he did his job and now it's time to go to someone else that's another negative consequence of having bitachon in the money Chayvah Zavavis continues in this vein like the Pasuk says in Kehelis Parak Beis Pasuk Chavav to the person that sins he does Averis Hashem gave him a subject something to be busy with which is to gather and to bring in money resources to give what's the eventual goal not for him, law says to give to the one who is good before Hashem, in the eyes of Hashem. And again, illustrating this concept. And it says in Yochin, the person appears, that's talking about the one that had to be talking in the money, but Vitzadik Yilbosh, Vitzadik is the one that actually donned the garment of benefits of the money. He ends up getting it, he ends up actually benefiting from it. We're not going to focus on this now, but the word tzaddik actually has a lot to do with Baal B'tachon. Uh, a true tzaddik is a, a Baal B'tachon. It's not our subject right now. That's that's simply not for later on. The chesef and money that the person has, that the one that's being b'teach in the money, noki yachalik. He distributes it to the pure, clean person. Okay. Now, the Chayvah Zavav is going to describe a third possible negative consequence that will happen um, to to the one that's being beteach in the money. The Efshar, and it's possible, that the Mamin will be the cause, the root of his misfortune, of his bad, and the loss of his spirit, his soul, his nefesh. We'll explain soon. Like the Pasuk says, there is a bad, a sickness, that I see underneath the Shemesh, which means in and the reality that we live in, Shalim HaMalach is observing the world and saying he sees a bad, a sickness, which is, wealth that is being kept to its owner for his detriment, for his bad, for for you know, for, for uh, causing harm to him. Obviously, you know, there, there are some basic illustrations to this. Uh, you know, there are many people that win the lottery, you could look this up, people that win the lottery, lots of them, the story ends up very, very sour for them. And that's an understatement. Those that have committed suicide even. Uh, tremendous excessive wealth is not necessarily good for a person. It can make him 
spend money on things that he would have never dreamed on spending money before on. Um, to, to pay for and be engaged in activities that he that are harmful, that are to his detriment, um, it can make him become very bored with life. You know, he's tried everything and now he he starts doing things that are that are uh, really harmful to him. So the money can lead him into the wrong places, basically, and uh, that's the third negative consequence, which from one of the three will happen to a person that is fetech uh, in the money. You know, barring any any as we explained before. Now, the Chavis of Abbas continues, Umehem, and from amongst them. In other words, he's going back on this that the Chavis of Abbas started off in the beginning of the introduction, that there are many Ta'aliyas HaGadolis, great benefits to having Bitochon and Hashem, both Be'inyan in terms of Ruchnius, spirituality, Be'inyan Oilam, and Gashmius, materialistic needs, and uh, and things that a person... Uh, Wants so that he should be, you know, he should have yeshivatas, he should have manukas and nafas, he should have uh, calmness and not have to be focused on his material needs so that he could fully be focused on his spiritual needs. Okay, so another one of those benefits are, Omeham, and from amongst them, Shabbateach, Balakim, someone that is Beteach and Hashem, he trusts, relies on Hashem. If the Enu after Chosay love, his Bitochan on Hashem will bring him, Shalayavid's lust, he will not serve another person. Meaning, um, he will not serve another person in the sense of doing that because he feels he's dependent on that person. Obviously, people do establish, they do whatever they need to do, get a job, whatever it is, to have fun also and, uh, and the like. Um, but, uh, and that's fine, it's a mitzvah. Um, everyone does whatever they're supposed to do. However much they talk and they have, and however much establish they have, that's a, that's a balance and that's a subject for later on. Uh, but that's all under the premise that Hashem is taking care of him and he's just doing what he needs to do. But really, it's Hashem who's, who's providing for him and, and helping him have success along the way. So a person will not uh, serve other people, you know, and, and you know, with the mission that, oh, because he's going to help me. And the Chavis of Abbas continues, he will not hope for a person. He will not uh, yearn for a B'nai Adam. Obviously, you know, this, this uh, could use analysis. What's the difference between these two terms? Yikava and Yachal. And the Chavis of Abbas doesn't repeat himself. Every word is, is useful, and that's uh, something to think about. What's the what's the, the meaning behind all this? But the message is, is clear, the, the general message. A person will not hope for people because they're not the source of good anyways. They're not the source of anything. Only Hashem is the source of anything. He will not do for them, favors for them, to carry favor in their eyes. And even further, he won't uh, go and flatter them, uh, like gravel before them, and then do things that are totally against their standards. Paint, uh, you know, to, to make it like they they're doing things that are right, even though it's totally wrong. To flatter them, and he will not agree with them uh, by matters outside of avodas alekim. Now, if they're doing things or saying things that are against ruchnius, against ratz and Hashem, the will of Hashem, he's not going to agree with them. He's not going to not going to go along with them if they're doing things that are pro of it, Hashem's doing fine. But otherwise, he's not going to agree with them. What, is, what does he have to be afraid of? Hashem is the source of everything. He's the source of all of his benefits. He's an employee by someone, but Hashem is his real employer. Um, and the, the other person is just a puppet. And their matters will not uh, cause him fear. He will not be disturbed. He will not be afraid of their arguments. Even if he's going against them, 
Avil, what will he do? But he will divest himself from the garment of their, their favors, their benefits. And the difficulty in thanking them, and the obligation to repay them. He doesn't have to be busy with them. He doesn't need their favors, he doesn't need their, their then, then the obligations that they cause upon him to thank them and flatter them, to repay them. He's totally dependent upon Hashem, not on not on people. And if they're going to rebuke him, I'm sorry, if he's going to rebuke them, when rebuke is obviously called for, he will not be concerned about their honor. Obviously, initially, a person is supposed to be pleasant, and that's true regardless, not a, not a discussion now, but a person's always tried, supposed to take the nice route and not antagonize people, not get people angry, if possible. But if rebuke is called for, even if it's supposed to be delivered harshly, if it needs to be done, then this person will do it, and he won't be afraid for them. He won't be concerned for them. He's beteach in Hashem. He trusts in Hashem. Ah, he's an employee. Maybe his job is on the line. Maybe this is the person that's, that's giving out his paycheck. Makes no difference. There's only one person that's really giving his paycheck, and that's Hashem. Vim yachlim him, and if they're going to embarrass him, lo yevish he won't be embarrassed from them. Vlo yeyapelehem hasheker, and he will not uh, paint a nice picture for them of falsehood. If they're doing something that's false, if they're saying something that's false, he will not make it like, oh no, it's really right and it's great. It's also plays into the flattery. Like the Navi says in Yeshaya Perak Nun Plus Exayin, Vashem Lekim Hashem Mai Hashem. I'm sorry, Vashem Lekim Hashem Hashem. They're two different uh, Shemus. Yazoli, he will help me. Al Kain, therefore, Loi Nechlamti, I will not be embarrassed. Al Kain, therefore, Samti Fonekachalamish, I will place my face like a stone, unmoving, unchanged. Um, not, not influenced by them, and I will make known, I will not be embarrassed, I will do what I have to do, I will say the Nebuah that I have to say, I won't be afraid of uh, whatever negative reaction that they have, or threats that they that they uh, will threaten me with. Bahamayin says in Yechezkel, Perek Beis, Pasik Vav, do not fear them, was saying this to the Navi, do not be afraid of their words, it says again, in that Perek, that Pasik, do not be afraid of their words. Do not fear their presence from them. Another pasuk in Yirmiyah, Parak Aleph, pasuk Ches, Do not be afraid of them. In Yirmiyah, Parak Aleph, pasuk Yitzayin, Alteches, Do not be afraid from before them. It says in pasuk in Yechazkel, Parak Gimel, pasuk Tes, Kishomer, like the Shomer worm, which can cut through racks. They use this in the preparation of uh, cutting, carving the stones in the base of Mikdash. Shleim Adonis used this. So Keshamer, like the Shamer worm, Chazak Mitzar, is stronger than Rak. Nasati Mitzchach, I placed your forehead. You will become like that. Loisir Oisam, do not be afraid of them, do not be uh, afraid from before them. Okay, now obviously there's a lot of Pesukim over here. It seems like a lot of the same, and uh, it seems to be a lot, a lot of repetitiveness in that in that regard. Uh, that has to be analyzed. What's the, you know, what's each individual Pesukim can tell us. But the 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 idea over here is you know two things two two things are being expressed i believe in this paragraph maybe many more but two general things one is that a person is totally divesting himself from the need and the want to be dependent upon people and that includes all manifestations of that running after them doing favors for them benefiting you know uh, flattering them um and the other point is is also to um 
the other point is also to um, go and and uh, not be afraid of them, not be afraid of any consequence that will happen uh, from a person. Now, just one second. Sorry, I have to pause for a minute. Okay, so now the the, the other thing that, that comes out, like we said, is uh, not being afraid of their consequences. So that really, you know, pulls us into this idea, this truth, that why why, why is uh, anyone not afraid of what someone can do to them? Because they can't. They can't. Hashem is in control of everything. And, the, and no, no one can harm a person without Hashem's will. Now, that... Really, what that really is uh, is is telling us is something that the Chinuch elaborates on. Sefer Chinuch is a and he famously goes through the mitzvahs. He even describes Tameh mitzvahs, uh, so to speak, reasons that we can understand. Obviously, not the, the whole picture, but the, a taste of something that we can have an appreciation for the mitzvahs. And he talks about this idea a lot. That he talks he talks a lot about the idea that. A, a person cannot do any harm to someone else unless Hashem wills it. So if, let's say someone insults you, someone uh, causes you a loss of money, whatever it is. At the end of the day, he's a puppet. He's, he's nobody in the sense of actually doing something to you. It's all a message from Hashem. It's like a stick that someone takes a stick and he hits a dog. And I, I believe the Zayah Kaddish uses this marshal. And then the dog goes and bites the stick. Right? The stick is not what's hitting the dog. The person behind the stick is... Is hitting the dog. So to anything that happens to a person, you know, this this whole concept of holding a grudge against a person, really, it, it flies in the face of bitachon. Obviously, everything is madrigus, everything is levels. It could be it's a high level of bitachon. But in truth, that's what it is. In other words, there is no one that has any power to harm or benefit for you, you for that matter. Um, it's, all, it's all Hashem. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, everyone has bechira. That, you know, this is their, these are two things that, you know, we're not going to get into now. The Rambam asks this question already, how is it possible Bechir of Hashem is in control of everything? But at the end of the day, it's not a contradiction. We don't have to go into the reasoning right now. People do have free will despite this. And a person should um, have a karsa type of someone that does, you know, does benefit from him, for, for him. But at the end of the day, the true picture in terms of someone being upset, that someone did something bad to him, um, yeah, true, he has Bechir, but uh, in, in terms of the actuality, it's, it's irrelevant. Like, you know, you can have a karzatayv to the person doing his part and having his goodwill and his bechira to do something good for you. What do you care about the person's bad will if, if over there you only care about what actually happened? And what actually happened is only as a result for the um, of the will of Hashem. So, so uh, this would erase the concept of, of having a grudge. It just it just makes the person irrelevant. That's the idea. It just makes the person irrelevant. Because everything is really just uh, just Hashem. It's a message for, from Hashem. Maybe it's a message to do tshuva. It's a wake-up call, whatever whatever it may be. Okay, let's go a little bit further. Um, now we're continuing. Gumehan, another benefit of having bitachon. Shabayteach belekim. Someone that is bitachon Hashem. Yivieu bitchoyna yilfanis esliboi meinyanei ha'olam. That will uh, his bitachon will lead him, will bring him to turn his attention. Away from 
from gashmias, from materialism, from anything that goes on in the world, because he, he knows Hashem will take care of him, so he's not going to do anything excessive that goes beyond the call of what he needs to do to provide for himself. Uliyachid levavli, and to to unify, to exert his efforts of his heart, to the subject of serving Hashem. And he will be compared to in his uh, his serenity of spirit, his calmness, in his breath of his heart, is also a lashon of menuchas nafesh, of serenity of calmness. Which, which over here, it could be that Reichav Liba is saying more of a connotation, like like it sounds. Reichav Liba, in other words, he has more place for things to concentrate on, more place for things to connect with, to emotionally be present with in his heart, because he's no longer filling it up with all the materialism uh, pursuits and concerns. So he has a general state of calmness. Things do not you know, cause him anxiety, stress. And also he has place for more things in his heart to be emotionally present in. And that's uh, that's perhaps Reichav Liboy. Umid da'agosli and his uh, lack of anxiety for the concerns of this world, to the alchemist. Now, alchemy uh, is something that, uh, uh, you know, no one, no one uh, is busy with this nowadays, but there was such a thing as a concept of an alchemist that could be uh, more by the, you know, much earlier times, maybe perhaps the Middle Ages, of, uh, it was, there was such a concept of someone that knew how to take um, basic materials, whatever it was, bronze, copper, and uh, based on the theory that all things boil down to the same core materials, he was able to uh, transform them into gold and silver and to, to become wealthy. So an alchemist was someone in those times, you know, the, the idea was that that person would never have to worry about making a living, he would always have pranasso, he always had uh, these cheap materials at his disposal, and that was looked like as the guy, oh, he, he mamish has it all, he's like a, you know, a magician that could always have, have money. Um, but a Baal Bitochen is someone that uh, he has everything. He has everything in the bank account. Akash Baruch has the biggest bank account. He owns everything. He has uh, everything at his disposal um, at any second. And uh, so the Menuchas Nefesh of the Baal Biteach, the calmness of spirit that he has, he is compared to this uh, alchemist. And the Chavis Mavis now describes an alchemist is, he is someone that knows to make silver to gold, copper, uh, perhaps bronze to silver, through his knowledge and his, his actions. And even more so, someone that trusts relies on Hashem, he has uh, 10 ways that he's even better than the than the, the alchemist. And we're going to see, we're going to see these 10 ways. Not only the 10 ways that he's better than the alchemist, it's also going to describe 10 ways that the alchemist is no... Uh, Nothing to really write home about. There, there's some pretty um, big pitfalls and, and uh, negative sides to the alchemist. So the alchemist is a whole new subject. The different ten benefits. This was a, a little bit shorter than usual the, this year, but there was a lot of material here. So we're going to stop now. And uh, until next time, this is Moshe Solomon, founder of Daily Bitachem. Thank you all for joining. Have a wonderful day.